Section 9 of The Divine Comedy by Dante Alighieri, translated by Courtney Langdon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Inferno, Canto 9. The Gate of the City of Dis. The Sixth Circle. Heresy. The color cowardice brought out on me, who saw my leader coming back, the sooner repressed in him his unaccustomed hue. He stopped attentive like a man who listens, because his eyesight could not lead him far through the dark air and through the heavy fog yet we must win the battle he began unless one such did offer us herself oh how i long for some one to arrive i well perceived how when he overlaid what he began to say by what came after that these were words that differed from the first but none the less his language gave me fear because i lent to his unfinished phrase a meaning worse perhaps than he intended into this bottom of the dismal shell doth any of that first-grade air descend whose only penalty is hope cut off i asked this question he replied to me it seldom comes to pass that one of us performs the journey whereupon i go tis true that i was conjured once before down here by magic of that wild erecto who used to call shades back into their bodies my flesh had hardly been made bare of me when me she forced to enter yonder wall, and thence withdraw a soul from Judah's ring. That is the lowest and the darkest place, and from the heaven that turns all things most distance. Well do I know the road, so be at rest. This marsh, from which the mighty stench exhales, girdles the woeful city round about, which without wrath we cannot enter now. And more he said, but I recall it not because mine eye had made me wholly heed the glowing summit of the lofty tower, where three infernal furies stained with blood had suddenly uprisen all at once, having the members and the mien of women, and girt with water-snakes of brightest green, for here they had small serpents and horned snakes, wherewith their frightful temples were entwined. And he who well the handmaids of the queen of everlasting lamentation knew, said unto me, behold the fierce erinius this is megira here upon the left electo she who weepeth on the right tisiphones between thereat he ceased each with her nails was tearing at her breast they smote them with their hands and cried so loud that to the poet i drew close in dread now let medusa come we'll turn him thus to stone they all cried out as down they looked wrong were not to punish theseus raid turn back and close thine eyes for should the gorgon reveal itself and thou behold the face there'd be no more returning up above the teacher thus and turning me himself on my hands he did not so far rely as not to close mine eyes with his as well o ye in whom intelligence is sound heed carefully the teaching which lies hidden beneath the veil of my mysterious lines there now was coming o'er the turbid waves the uproar of a dread inspiring sound because of which both shores were all a-quake a noise like nothing other than a wind impetuous through opposing heats which smites a forest and without the least restraint shatters lays low and carries off its boughs dust-laden it goes proudly on its way and makes wild animals and shepherds flee he freed mine eyes and said 
direct thou now thy keenest vision o'er that ancient scum to where that reeking smoke is most intense as frogs before the hostile water snakes scatter in all directions through the water till each is squatting huddled on the shore more than a thousand ruined souls i saw who thus from one were fleeing who on foot but with dry feet was passing over sticks that dense air he kept moving from his face by often passing his left hand before him and only with that trouble weary seemed i well perceived he was a messenger from heaven and to my teacher turned with signs he warned me to keep still and bow before him ah how disdainful did he seem to me he reached the gate and with a little wand he opened it for hindrance had he none o oh, people thrust from heaven and held in scorn upon the horrid threshold he began whence dwells in you this overweening pride why is it ye kick against the will from which its end can never be cut off and which hath more than once increased your pain of what avail to butt against the fates your cerberus if ye remember well still sports for this a hairless chin and neck he then returned along the filthy road nor did he say a word to us but looked like one whom other cares constrain and gnaw than that of him who in his presence is then we with full assurance toward the town after those holy words addressed our steps we entered it without the least contention and i who longed to look about and see the state of those whom such a fortress holds when i was in it cast mine eyes around and see on every side an ample plain with anguish and with awful torture filled even as at arles where marshy turns the rhone or as at pola near quarnaro's gulf which bounds italia and her border bathes the sepulchres make all the ground uneven so likewise did they hear on every side save that their nature was more bitter here for flames were spread about within the tombs whereby they glowed with such intensity that no art needeth greater heat for iron the lids of all of them were raised and wails so woeful issued thence that of a truth they seemed the wails of wretched tortured men teacher what sort of people are those there said i who buried in those ark-like tombs make themselves heard by means of woeful sighs arch heretics are with their followers here said he of every sect and far more laden than thou believest are the sepulchres here like with like is buried and more hot and less so are the monuments thereat when he had turned him to the right we passed between the woes and lofty bastioned walls. End of Inferno Canto 9